Today's program is brought to you by Brooklyn Cares Veterinary Clinic, providing the highest level of veterinary care to pets throughout the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York, and surrounding areas since its founding in 2008. For more information, visit brooklyncaresvet.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Greetings, and welcome to the last episode of Animal Instinct for the Season here on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Celia Kutcher, also known as the Food Healer, and today we're talking about animal communication with Karen Kruger. Karen is a certified in many types of healing modalities and is a certified equine body worker through Equinology and the Upledger Institute. Karen is a practitioner in Reiki, quantum touch, cranial sacral therapy for people and pets, Chinese energetic medicine, tea touch for dogs and horses, and animal communication. She uses animal communication in her work. We're going to discuss what it is, how it works, and all sorts of other cool stuff relating to it. Hey, Karen, are you there? Yes. Hi, Celia. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Really good. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. I'm really excited Uh about this topic. Well, I love being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. So we're talking about animal communication today. So let's start off with the basics. What does that really mean? I'm sorry? What does animal communication really mean? Well, it's it's a way of communicating with animals (laughs) (laughs) non-verbally. So so you're communicating telepathically. And it's something that can be sensed through um, words, it can be sensed through feelings, pictures, smells, taste. It just depends on how you receive the information and how they're sending the information. And so do you have animals that contact you for help, or how does this work? Well, typically um, the owners contact me because they want they need answers they need um they'd like to get some kind of insight on what's happening with their with their animals mm-hmm. a lot of times um uh they're either they're injured or they're they're something's happened and they and the owner wants to know how what happened or sometimes it's an emotional problem they don't understand why their animal is acting a certain way their pet horse dog is acting a certain way and so um uh sometimes i when i tune in i can get a picture or a sense or a feeling of what could be causing it other times it could be an animal that's a pet that's been adopted and had past trauma and that's relating to or even like horses in training could have had some type of traumatic event and, through their training experience, and that's coming through as a, a behavioral problem. Mm-hmm. And so do they always communi- or communicate in a language that you're able to understand? I'm sorry, Celia? Are they able to communicate in a language that you understand? For example, if you're working on an animal, let's say, in China, can you understand what's going on? Absolutely, because uh, it's a it's a universal language. Feelings, taste, pictures, as all it's a universal language. So I don't need to actually know the language of the of the country that they're living in. Mm-hmm. I can get a sense of, of what 
what's happening. So, um, it okay. So, how do we communicate with an animal that when I'm in California and they're in China? Um, what happens is a, a thought is created or a feeling is created, mm-hmm. and it's transmitted long distance through um, like radio waves. And so I'm the transmitter asking the question. The the um, the pet is the receiver, mm-hmm. and they get that my question. And because they're open receivers, they're just they're they're wonderful. They're uh, clear channels for communication. And then they then they transmit their information back to me. And um, and when you have your mind is quiet, when your mind is quiet mm-hmm. and you don't have a lot of talk going on in your head, you can be a really good receiver for information, especially when you set the intention. Sometimes you don't even have to set the intention. Sometimes you can just be sitting, not thinking anything, and all of a sudden something pops in your head and you go, whoa, where did that come from, you know? Uh-huh. So um, sometimes they can communicate without even without you having to ask them for information. They just they have something they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do animals seem to know that you can understand them before you even start working on them? Yes. And yeah. Do you ever get messages from animals that you're not working on? I'm sorry, Celia. I'm. The connection's a little bit... Oh, no problem. Um, do you get messages from animals that you're not working on ever? Mm, um, no, because I... I Oh, I don't know. If, you mean like all of a sudden I'll get a message? No, not typically. Um, I did do an experiment one time. I went to a dog show because I wanted to... See if I could, I was in my early days of communication, I wanted to see who I could, you know, who would like to, who I could open uh, open up a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the dogs were, you know, they're there to do a job. They weren't pets. They're not there as pets. They're there to do a job. They're, they're breed, you know, they're for breeding purposes mm-hmm. and that. But um, there was this little hairless chihuahua that came walking down the aisle towards me, and she was just, Oh my gosh! She was just like, "I'm a star! I'm a star! I'm a star!" You could just see it written all over her face, and she was, "I'm a star!" I'm like, "Oh my gosh! This is adorable!" So I went over to the owners and I said, um, "Can I ask um, what her name is?" And they said, "Oh, her name's Star." Oh, how funny! Oh my gosh! And I said, "Wow, she's um, she's so cute." I said, "Does she? She's and." I said, does she live with you? Oh, yeah, she sleeps on the bed with us. She's, you know, part of the family. So you could just tell, I think, when when animals are, um, are part of a human or have a close human connection, mm-hmm. I think they're much more open to communicating than animals that aren't that close mm-hmm. to, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but I think they adopt a lot of human characteristics the more involved in the family they are. Do you think animals are more tuned energetically than humans are? Mm, I don't know that they're more in tune. I think they're just a, 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 a more of an open, mm-hmm. clear channel for it because they don't have any preconceptions. And like um, I was explaining to my horseshoer one day, my farrier, he was. I was explaining about the work I do, and he goes, oh, that's placebo. And I said, 
animals don't have placebo. No. They don't know whether something's going to work or not. They don't have any preconceptions. They don't have any preconceived ideas about whether something's going to work. They don't have any belief systems or, you know, all the things that we've been indoctrinated with. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? And so they don't have that placebo effect. So they're a clear channel. One, you know, mm-hmm. open, clear. Some some animals like to communicate more than others, just like people. Some mm-hmm. are talkers and some aren't. Have you ever had a client that refused to speak with you? Um, I, you know, yeah. I don't know that they refused to speak with me. I just couldn't get a real good... Um, um, I couldn't get a real good connection with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was causing the 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 block, but um, but see, with the type of animal communication I do is more to get an idea of what's going on and what a problem could be, and um, it's not. I don't do it for entertainment purposes, right, right. you know. Um, so I don't. I, I have incorporated it into my work because it gave me the ability to get a better idea of what's going on with um, with the animals. I'm, do you um, do you want me to give an, a like a, an example of that? Yeah, I would love you to. Oh, okay. Well, you know, for instance, I was having um, uh, some lameness issues with my horse, and I had just taken classes on animal communication, and I. I didn't feel that I was really that adept at it, mm-hmm. but um, I was just sitting at the barn one day. I wasn't. I was sitting down at my barn, and I wasn't thinking about anything. In fact, I wasn't even thinking about even my horse's problem. I was just sitting there, just resting. And all of a sudden, I heard in my head, "My shoes are too small." And hmm. I and I heard I heard it like a voice. I heard it like somebody was actually talking to me. Mm-hmm. I went, "Whoa, what was that?" Yeah, really. <laughs> what? what what did I just hear? And I go, I stood up and I looked at my horse's stall and I said, was that you? <laughs> and he, I got it again very clearly. My shoes are too small. And then he showed me a picture. I, it looked like pinching. Oh, wow. And, um, and so I said, okay, okay, so, so that's what the problem was. You know, I was thinking that might be the problem. So I called the vet. He came out, and I showed him a picture of my fingers all squished together. And I said, this is what his feet feel like, mm. like all squished together. And he said, well, let's, we'll take a look. You know, so he took x-rays, did a nerve block, did all that, couldn't find anything. Wow. And had the farrier, my new farrier, come out, made an appointment. He came out, he looked, took one look, and he said, his, his shoes are too small. <laughs> Meanwhile, the horse is like, I told you. I know. I wanted to say it so bad. Yes, I know. My horse told me. (laughs) But I know. I know they would look at me like I had two heads and, you know. But um, anyway, but that's an example of where, you know, he just wanted to, he just told me. I mean, it was, and I guess I had already opened myself to the possibility of animal communication. I had just never experienced it like that, you know. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever had it quite like that again, that clear. I mean, he does not talk to me all the time. He he really doesn't. He doesn't, you know, it's not like I go down to the barn and I hear him say, Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
he just had something he had to tell me, and he just did his best in telling me, it's you know? so funny. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was really, really important, apparently, you know? It was yes. Like, just help me yeah. fix my shoes. Yeah, so, um, so, that, uh, so that's an example of where I, you know, I didn't, wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. and um, it was only that one time, and I've owned this horse for 24 years. Wow. So, and that was the only time that that's ever actually happened. But with other animals, um, and see, and people, I, I really truly believe that people can do this with their own pets, and mm-hmm. I think they do with their own pets at, at, on some level, um, and it doesn't happen, like I said, it only happened that one time with me, and, um, but it was important. It yeah. was an important message. Very so. important, and it was definitely enough for him to try to get the point across, you know, and fortunately exactly. he did, because he saved you a fortune in vet bills of just more tests and, you know, all of it, and he just needed to get his shoes changed. In, fr- in frustration, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, so, and then uh, there was another time where I was working on, oh, quite a few years later, just not too long ago, about a year or so ago, I had a client in Florida mm-hmm who um, had a horse with an acute respiratory problem. And they were doing breathing treatments, but they wanted me to see if I could figure out what was causing the respiratory problem. And so as soon as I telepathically asked Debbie what was causing this respiratory problem, it smelled like my house was filled with smoke. Wow. I could not believe how strong the smell was. I even looked I even got up and looked outside to see if there was a fire somewhere wow. because the the smoke was the smell was overwhelming. And um and I realized okay, this isn't me, it's her. She's telling me it was a fire. So I asked the owner, I said, was she in a fire? Mm-hmm. Or was there a fire close by or something? And she said, Oh yeah, they they burned the strawberry fields right across the street. Oh, uh, across wow. the road. It was a huge strawberry field and they burned the plastic that covers the rows mm. of strawberries. And so the smell was you know, it must have really affected her without, you know, people just figure, oh, it's a, you know, it's just a horse or yeah. it's just an animal. We can go in the house, you know, but they can't. Yeah. So um, they were doing breathing treatments on her and acupressure, acupuncture, and it was helping, but I think they just wanted to get a better idea of what, what might have de- caused yeah, What they were dealing with, totally. Wow. Well, Karen, we need to take a quick break for st- station identification, but we will be back in one minute, so stay tuned. Sure. Animal Instinct is brought to you today by Brooklyn Cares Veterinary Clinic. Since 2008, Brooklyn Cares has been providing exceptional veterinary care to pets throughout Brooklyn, New York. Led by doctors Timothy Mann and Stephanie Liff, the practice advocates a gentle, holistic approach to caring for your pet and offers an impressive breadth of basic and advanced healthcare services for your dog or cat. This modern practice, conveniently located in the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn, is fully equipped with state-of-the-art equipment to ensure that your pet receives the highest quality care, regardless of whether they're sick or injured, or simply visiting for annual wellness checkup. For more information, visit brooklyncaresvet.com. Hey 
Hey, you're listening to Beast in Air, Beast in Water by Snowmine. De Los Santos, I'm a photographer, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network.org. Feed your head. And we are back. I'm talking to Karen Kruger. We're talking about animal communication. Karen, question for you Is there a common message that you hear from animals? Um, I don't, uh, you know, it just. It just depends. Um, a lot of times, animals. Uh, well, a lot of times, owners want to know if they're. Uh, the most common question I get from owners is wanting to know whether their animals love them or not. <laughs> oh, you're kidding! <laughs> and um, and so when I ask, you know, when I ask their pets um, about that, uh, I get this sense of of the heart swelling and, uh, you know, the feeling of joy and happiness and gratitude. That's what I get from a lot of, from a lot of the, because the, the owners that come to me and the want to know, they obviously love their, their yeah. pets and, and their pets know that. And they just want to show them back that, yes, I love you and I'm grateful and, and thank you for giving me such a good home and loving me. You know, that's, mm-hmm. That's the sense I get from them. So yes, that's um, that's one of the probably one, one of the most common questions I have. That, that's, I'm really surprised by that. It's um, most of the people that have and they've heard that I'm doing a show on animal communication. Their big thing is you know oh I got this rescue and I want to know what happened to this rescue before I got him. That's usually the question. That's the big one that everyone said to me. Like you know if you're taking questions, ask this and. Um, I think that those are good as well, but I know that there are cases where that we talked about in the past about animals coming from such a bad situation that they don't even want to talk about it. They just kind of want to appreciate where they are in the now. Exactly, they're in the now. Most of the, most animals are in the now. They're not. They don't want to dwell on what happened in the past. Yeah, I might get a sense of fear. I might get a sense, and you know, I. I, my work is more geared toward um, the healing side of it. Yeah. So I don't, um, uh, a lot of times I don't focus a lot on the animal community. I think I, what I'm getting is messages that, 
you know, to help me in helping them. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, I might get a sense of with a an animal, with a like say a dog that's that's come from an abusive situation. I might get pictures of of. Um, Oh, I don't know, uh, pictures of uh, being kicked or mm-hmm. being hit or small children or something that was terrifying to them, mm-hmm. you know. But um, <clears throat> that might help explain why they're afraid of brooms or they're afraid of feet or, you know, yeah. something like that. But um, um, a lot of times they don't want to talk about it. Um I, you know, although I was, I was, I do think I just thought of a time when I did work on, I was working on a horse for a client that um, had a back problem, and uh, while I was working on the horse, I got to that particular spot, and um, I got a very clear picture of him falling down a hill uh, out of an arena that the trainer oh, wow. was doing something with him, and he fell down the slope, and um just as soon as I got that picture, he kicked the wall. He was. Oh, wow. He still had that memory, and he still had that anger. Wow. Because he thought it was really unfair. But once we got through that, I mean, it was just an instant. I mean, the owner was shocked that he reacted that that strongly. But I said, it was a picture he showed me of falling down this hill, and wow. he didn't think it was fair. And um, and then once he got, then it was over with. It was like in just a matter of, you know, ten fifteen seconds. It was boom. It was done. Wow. And then he went back to being his the little happy self. But I think he needed to heal that situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had to totally. Re- it's um. It reminds me of you know when humans go through trauma and if you like have an injury, let's say you break your arm, you know, and then there's a muscle memory in there from where the injury happened. So it seems it, like you were able to release that for him. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's a it's a memory, and sometimes it can be a physical, emotional. It can you know have a lot tied to it. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's something, I found this with people, too, especially if it's a, some type of a traumatic injury mm-hmm. that, I mean, when you're out having fun and you get hurt, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, it's not, you know, it, yeah. it, you could still hurt, but you don't have that emotional tie to it. But if you were physically assaulted by somebody and you had that injury, that physical assault memory is going to hold a lot more trauma for you mm-hmm. and it probably lasts longer mm-hmm. it makes sense wow so are there certain breeds of animals that talk more than others are there certain breeds? types of animals yeah like do birds talk more than cats or you know do mice you know, i have not found that um to be the case mm-hmm. um they um all kind of communicate in their own little way. Uh, some have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of tell the practical jokers, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they can. They definitely. Dogs have a sense of humor. I've seen uh, horses have a sense of humor. I mean, it comes through sometimes when I'm trying to communicate with them. It's like the they're they're. Their sense of humor will come through. It's really funny. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> they'll show me things that they do. Yeah, I like stealing, you know, like, you know, the owner will go down. They'll show me a picture of taking something off that, you know, like pulling on their shirt or, you know, <laughs> Stealing something and running off with it, you know. Oh, yeah, they think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's and so I'll, ask, I'll ask the owner, is it, do they do this or this? And they'll say, yes, they do. And I go, oh, well, they're just joking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So do the animals ever give you messages? Like, have you ever received a message from anyone that you were working on that you didn't know about, like, regarding your own life? Um, oh, did I get a message from an animal about me? Yeah. No, you know, I never have. I have not had that experience. Now, there might be other people who have. Mm -hmm. I have not gotten any, um, um, now you made me start thinking. I, um, (laughs) don't recall ever getting anything that was like a warning or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Or any kind of a message. No. Um, maybe other people have. I mean, they. like I said, my, my intention with animal communication is more from, uh, from the healing side of it. Mm-hmm. So. And so how does that, like when you're doing diagnostic work and stuff, do you usually know what's going on when you go in? Or are you ever in on just, you know, this horse isn't acting right. We just don't know what it is. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, uh, hmm. you know, sometimes I'll have, maybe a little, I'll ask if they've had a diagnosis made. Uh, sometimes... Um, they want me to see if I can get some kind of an idea because it, it's it's whatever the condition is. It's evading the 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 veterinarian or you know whoever's doing the the diagnostics. They can't find anything specifically wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, so so um, gosh, I'm at a loss there. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's you know sometimes I'll ask, sometimes I don't know. It's just it just kind of depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and sometimes my messages aren't super clear. You know, it's, sometimes it takes interpretation. So I so sometimes you know uh, animal communicators can't be a hundred percent right. Yep. You know, I. I'd never claim that I'm 100% right on something. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, two people having a conversation, and then you stop it, and then you ask them what would each other one said, and they're not getting it right either. So, you know, it's not, it's not that unusual. <laughs> yeah, because, see, and, you, and in that conversation, you're actually using words, right? <laughs> exactly, and you're still not getting it right. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to interpret things, and that's something like animal communication has always fascinated me, and it has for a long time and I've been wanting to get into it and the thing is is I'm always worried because I never stop thinking that I'm just going to over interpret anything I get you know so for me it's about learning how to simplify and stop the monkey mind in order to listen Um, but I love the fact that anyone can learn how to do this anyone can absolutely Um, there are uh, animal communication books there are um, there are some animal communicators that that do give um, lessons on 
learning animal communication. But, you know, just for me to simplify it, it would be using your imagination. Imagining so how you would how you would co- communicate with, um, like, say, your cat or, um, or your dog, mm-hmm. that you would imagine, what would they tell me? Just imagine, what would they say to me? If they could say something to me, what would they say to me? Mm-hmm. And just be quiet and listen. And imagine, what would they say? And just be quiet and listen. And a lot of times, you'll get things. You'll even hear a voice, or you'll hear, or you'll feel something, or sense something. Um, 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 sometimes a, a feeling will come over you, and you go, whoa, where'd that come from? Just trust it. Just trust that it's coming from what you're setting the intention of asking a question and imagining that they could talk to you, what would they say to you, and then listening. And um, sometimes they just need that little bit of encouragement that, wow, you're really going to listen to what I'm saying instead of just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, meow, meow, bark, bark, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they hear us go, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so to really to really listen is just, you know, setting that intention of, yeah, I really want to hear what you have to say and just imagine if they could talk to you either in words, pictures, feelings, smells, taste, whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine them what they would what they would show you. That's cool. And uh I like that. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really just you know, and not feeling stupid while you're doing that. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> the hard part, too, is being like, am I thinking this or is this actually happening? You know, so that's exactly. where the trust comes in. Yeah, and, and you just have to trust. You just have to trust. If you ask that question again and you get the same answer, that's when I, that's when I go, okay, I've gotten the same answer twice now. I've gotten the same feeling twice. Yep. So um, I don't think it's me, it's them. And, you know, and sometimes I'll even get... Um, when I'm working on a horse or something, all of a sudden my neck will hurt. It mm-hmm. hasn't hurt for weeks, let's say, okay? And all of a sudden I get this specific pain right in, right in a specific spot on my neck. I go, okay, they're showing me where it hurts. And, um, and the same thing with your, with your pets. They could do the same thing. All of a sudden, oh, my God, that pain just came on from nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away. If it comes on quickly and goes away quickly, it's usually them trying to show you something. It's not you. Oh, it's wow. Them. Well, that's amazing. I love talking to you, Karen, because I learned so much. And it's just this topic. I mean, all your topics are fascinating. I love energy work. So I I really love this stuff. And I really appreciate that you're on. And I wish I had an hour long show because unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, But I wanted to know if you'd be willing to share your email with anyone if they have any questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Celia. Would you be willing to share your contact information in case anyone would like to reach out? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can be reached at um, at email is uh, the number two, Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, gal, G-A-L, at ReikiGal.com. And my... um, my cell phone number, I don't know if you want me to give my cell phone number, but... Um, if you'd like to, you can. Pardon? If you'd like to, you're welcome to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah people can contact me. Um, I uh, work on an appointment basis, but my number is 
Perfect, Karen. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you to Heritage Radio Network. I'll be back in September with even more fun episodes of Animal Instincts, so I will see you guys then. Take care. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.